Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Joe with Producify and um, you know we create DEI content and whatnot and I'm super excited because I've got a superstar with me and, and Scott Bellina who's been in the, the DEI space for a long time and, and Scott, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hi, Joe. Glad to glad to join you. My name is Scott Bellina. As Joe said, I've been working in diversity, equity, and inclusion for more than a decade um, at this point and have had the pleasure of working in organizations like Deloitte, the Gates Foundation, and most recently Citrix. I saw some of your posts on LinkedIn where you had just an amazing series and I was hoping that you could shed some light into to what you posted. I often experience a, a couple of things as, as it comes to DEI work. One that leaders or organizations sometimes feel like diversity, equity, inclusion is this giant problem and so difficult that people are nervous to start and to engage. So I always take an approach or I usually take an approach where I give people very small, discrete things that they can do that will make that will make big um, impacts. I wanted to kind of put some content out there that was free, that people could adopt really easily, and just kind of fill a hole that I was starting to notice in you know in the content that's curated on LinkedIn. So that's really what inspired me to launch the series. It's gotten a pretty it's gotten a pretty good uh, pretty good reception and uh, like it's fun to sit here and talk to you about it. Oh, this is awesome. So um, so the first one that you did was let's talk about trust, right? So, and, and, and that's a big one, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so trust is really that foundational element, right? That makes a team and a person feel safe, feel comfortable, feel psychologically safe and can actually perform. You know, the research tells us like when we're building those social connections and social ties at work, that our performance improves and our, our team performance improves. And you know, I'm, I, I'm certainly not telling you anything new, but one of the way to do that connection is through storytelling, right? Through through being vulnerable and sharing bits of ourselves with our colleagues. So it was really important for that first one, um, for me to put out some, um, some content that, that helps people build trust. Super simple, something we can incorporate into our daily work life or even, or even personal life. Um, and, it's, and it's one of my most favorite tools. It was a 2013 Inc.com article by Shelly Prevost, and it is called 25 Revealing Questions That Build Better Work Relationships. It is just a list of questions. Some of them are very low stakes, right? They're very sort of fluffy and, and nice. And some you can go sort of much, much deeper depending on how you sort of engage with the question. So, you know, there's a lots of different ways that you can use these. And I, I use these in, in my work life. You know, I will um, incorporate them into a team meeting. I'll pick one question out. I will send it out to the team and say, hey, the first you know, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes of our team meeting, we're gonna answer this question, including, you know, including me. Um, we can do it in a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, if you're getting a big group together, you can break them up into smaller groups and do it as kind of an icebreaker, you know, an icebreaker question. So I think they're just really simple, really, you know, really uh, easy to engage with and gets people sharing 
about themselves, not about what they do. Do you give them these questions? Like, cause we get this a lot when we're, when we're doing a video, somebody will be like, well, I want to see the questions first. And sometimes I feel like, um, sometimes it works out perfect, but then sometimes it like yeah. halts that like creativity a little bit. But what about you? Like what works for you when you implement something like this? I give them out beforehand uh, for, for a couple of reasons. You know, one, I realize, you know, I'm, I'm such a classic extrovert. Like I am just an external processor, but not everyone is like that, right? So, so one, for those that are more introverted, for our folks with neuro, you know, neurodiversity that are not neurotypical, and, and especially for those that are speaking English as a second language, right? That, that sometimes it just need, you know, people need to think about that question and how they might answer it for a bit longer than, than others. You divided it up into three categories, like a low, a medium, and a high. Yeah. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit in depth on that? Like how, how do you, yeah. you know, where do you start? If I was sort of planning this for a networking event, you had 30 minutes, maybe I would choose one low question, one medium question, one high question. If I was a brand new leader on a team and I'm joining a team and there's, you know, all of these people are familiar with each other, but they're not familiar, you know, with me, maybe I'd start, you know, if I'm brave or feeling courageous, you know, I start somewhere in the medium range and, and go to go to high. You know, so I think it's I think it's judging um, how connected this group of people already are, um, and and choosing sort of that first one appropriately. You know, some some are really targeted around diversity inclusion work, right? Like one one I've added into the mix is you know sharing a time when you felt different, right? And I think. You know, for, you know, I'm, I'm a white cisgendered male, right? But I'm also gay, I'm a veteran. Uh, and, you know, people, um, a lot of times I'm in sort of the majority group, right? And, and I, I think asking that question in the context of a DNI um, discussion really helps people kind of connect to what is it like not to belong? What does it feel like not to not to fit in? Um, where have where have I been in spaces where I'm not the you know I'm not the majority group? What was that experience like for me? So that 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 would be one that if I was doing maybe like a training with a group of um, a group of people that 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 may be you know um, either like an opening or or somewhere you know somewhere during the training to kind of get people reflecting back on um, an experience they've had in their lives that, that made them feel like they weren't um, belong or didn't, didn't fit in. So, I mean, sort of just keeping with this, the trust theme, I mean, you know, you've got these questions. It's, it's, if, if it's done right, you're gonna get that open sort of uh, conversation and to help build trust. And I guess what's sort of the, the payoff Trust for me is just a foundational element in a you know in a team that 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 you use trust to then build belonging, right? To then build psychological safety. And research is just telling us that diversity is not the end all be all, right? That that if we want to take advantage of diversity in our organizations, that we must be inclusive, right? We have to create um, an environment or a culture where those 
differing points of view can come to the forefront, right? I, I often call it like product, productive disruption. Scott, I really appreciate you kind of diving in on, on this topic. Um, really like incredible.